Hey guys, uh, before we get into this week's episode, I have to explain that we had a guest on, my friend Nori Ko, the founder and owner of Sunshine Juice in Japan, in Tokyo. And we interviewed him for about 30 minutes, talking about how he's been traveling around in a juicing van. The van is powered on used cooking oil and solar panels, and he travels around to different communities in Japan and teaches them about juicing and makes juice from fresh fruit and vegetables from local farms on the Good Nature M1, which is uh, run off the solar panels on the van. And unfortunately, we're having some technical issues editing the interview. There's multiple dropouts of his internet connection, and the audio and video is not in sync. So it's going to take us some time to make it uh, technically watchable, listenable. So... We can't include it in this week's episode, so we're going to edit it and put it in next week's episode. So this week's episode is a little bit shorter than normal. I think only about 35 minutes because we're missing that interview. But we will get that edited and included next week. If you want to check out to see what Nori's doing, go on Instagram and check out Sunshine Juice Wheels. Sunshine Juice Wheels, all one word, on Instagram. And you can see where he's traveling what communities he's visiting, you can see pictures of the van and what he's doing out there. Uh, it's unfortunate we can't include the interview. We recorded early at 8 a.m. Uh, my time here in Texas, which is why the room, you'll see in the video, the room is darker than normal. The sun wasn't even up yet. And uh, we planned ahead, great interview, but just the technology is just preventing us from including it here. I also want to remind everybody that you can get free advice from the juicing experts on this podcast by leaving us a voice message at goodnature.com slash radio. Uh, you can record a voice message using your phone or computer. Just click a button and record it, and then it lets you listen to it, and then you can either uh, save it or re-record or just cancel it, whatever. Um, so if you're struggling with something in your business or you have a question for the juicing experts, please, goodnature.com slash radio, go there. Leave us a voice message. I think it really makes the podcast better when we get to hear the voice of some of our awesome audience members. So check that out. And also, if you want to submit a request for a free consultation over the phone with Ari and Olivia, the form is also there. It's goodnature.com slash radio. Okay, let's get into the episode. Uh, so Ari, I think everyone's dying to hear since the last episode... How Coco Melon Live went for you? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I had a long night's sleep, you know? It was uh, definitely a little scary. <laughs> what was it? It was like a live was, show, like uh, in a theater or something? Yeah. I mean, grown ups dressed as babies uh, dancing around and singing for an hour and a half <laughs> is kind of nightmare fuel, you know? <laughs> What's up, my juice lovers? Welcome to 
good nature radio this is the third episode uh this is your host charlie wetlaufer with my esteemed co-host chef ari and olivia esquivel what's up guys all right uh i've got a couple topics here let's get into um okay this someone posted on facebook group yesterday 14 hours ago there's already 36 comments on it is a topic that people ask about all the time. I'm sure Ari, you let me let me get. Can should we guess? Yeah, I haven't seen so, it. Should Ari and I guess? Yeah, just guess. Um, glass bottles. Yes, or glass you bottles? got it first try. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's one of the most common what, questions. Why win, Charlie? <laughs> glass or plastic? Um, and yeah. So, I guess we'll start with. Ari, I'm sure you get this question all the time. What's what's your standard sort of answer? Where do you lead people when they're asking about for their juice business if they should be going glass or plastic? Yeah, every operation is different. You know, there's some where it's a good fit, some there's not. I think everybody would want to have glass bottles. You know, if that's their uh you know, port a part of their overall uh you know mission to reduce waste or that's one of their core values you can make it happen with glass you know and kind of adjust the other aspects of your operation but i think everyone wants glass sometimes it's just too expensive especially now since there's uh there's huge shortages of glass uh currently the shipping's crazy expensive so yeah, being able to source it is kind of the biggest issue for that. Uh, but one thing on this topic that not a lot of people think about is when you do store juice in glass, it does uh, keep the juice a little bit cooler. It'll actually taste better uh, just because it's one or two degrees cooler than if it was in a plastic bottle. Uh, and it can have a slight very little effect on its shelf life as well because when you're keeping it in the fridge where if you're storing a juice between 35 and 38 degrees in that fridge it'll keep it at that lower temp for a longer period of time so you can actually get a little bit more shelf life out of it so hmm, this is something i actually never considered me either and olivia your your juice bar uses plastic bottles correct it does. I mean, you know, I, I talk about this a lot because a lot of people obviously ask this. And I think, Ari, you were so smart to say, look, we all wish that we could do it. You know, I mean, you're not in this business because you don't care about the earth or because you don't care about sustainability. Obviously, that's a core value and likely everybody that starts a juice bar. Um, and it's one of those things that I think when people dream about opening up a juice bar, um, they create a pipe dream, right? Like I want to do all organic. I want to do all glass. I want my logo to look like this. I want my plants to be alive in my shop. And like, <laughs> let me just tell you, all of those things are really difficult. And, um, you know, it's sometimes for me, you know, I wanted obviously to have glass bottles. And so as we started going down the path of creating Southern Press Juicery and what our challenges were and, you know, what we were going to kind of, as I say, fall on the sword for, um, most of my staff is heavily female. Um, and to that degree, we realized when we started playing around with glass bottles that, um, my female associates didn't necessarily have the strength or the capability to lift the, 
the, you know, jars of, of glass jars, um, because we don't have a big back of the house. So we have to stack high, um, and get on this really high ladder because we have, you know, tall ceilings, but it was really a difficult thing for us to do sustainably without always having a male, um, on staff or even two males on staff, glass jars would fall and break. And then it became, you know, a dangerous thing sometimes. And so, um, that was one thing that I think a lot of people sometimes don't think about. Um, so we did end up doing plastic. Um, but from a branding standpoint too, I just, you know, that's always the angle I'm going to come from. So I would just think about, um, what Ari said about being able to source it continuously. And that's true for all things right now, thanks to COVID. Um, But, you know, I don't necessarily like starting as one thing and then changing your brand to something so drastic, like glass to plastic. Like to me, that's a transition I would want to make the other way around, like start as plastic and then transition to glass once the situation gets better. But I just think you, you set a really strong bar, high bar and a strong precedent when you start with glass and that's the expectation your guests have. And then all of a sudden you're moving to plastic versus if you just came out with plastic and then as the environment, you know, economic environment around us gets better, maybe you can start transitioning to glass or maybe you do a holiday eggnog in a glass or something like that where it's a, sh- it's a short, um, it's a short little stint of like, hey, this is a special thing um, versus kind of the other way around. So those are all just things I would think about from a branding perspective as well um, as a, you know, juicing perspective, like Ari said. Yeah, I, I do want to mention something. <clears throat> it's sort of accepted as fact that glass is better for the environment. And sure. it definitely is if people are really bringing back the bottles and you're reusing them. But if you're not reusing the bottles, I, I kind of question that theory because, uh, first of all, glass takes a lot of carbon energy to actually make. You have to melt stuff mm-hmm. down and burn stuff and make glass. Um, and then most of it's made in China. So they're putting it on a ship and shipping it from the... All right, first, they're driving it from the factory in China to the port. Then they're loading it with cranes onto a ship. They're burning fuel to bring it all the way across the ocean. It's landing in the port in LA. It's getting on a truck and going to the warehouse. It's getting on a truck and going to your juice bar. By the time it gets to you, is that really better for the environment than uh, plastic bottles made in the US? I'm not sure. I mean, that's a lot of energy and carbon. It's very heavy too. It's much heavier than plastic. So the amount of fuel it takes to ship that stuff. And then if it ends up in a landfill, yes, it breaks down faster. But I think if you're doing glass and you really care about the environment, you need to be getting it back and reusing it. And a lot of juice bars are doing that. I think, I, I feel like most I walk into that are doing glass do have a return program, but I think some are more aggressive about it than others. Like I mentioned Erewhon it, market in LA before, I think they do a dollar fifty or a dollar bottle deposit, which is huge. And they tack that onto the price of the bottle. But then when you bring it back, they give you that full dollar back, right? So that's a very big incentive for people to bring back the glass. Um, some companies are like, buy, t- bring back 10 bottles and you get a juice for free. I guess that works too. It depends on the price of your juice, I guess, as far as how much of an incentive that is. But I mean, I, I would be very aggressive about the return program. Um, but then you have to deal with washing the bottles and sanitizing them and 
refilling. Yeah, them. I was going to ask. I was going to ask Ari, um, what what does that process look like? I, I assume Department of Health gets involved at that point for taking things back. Um, how do you? What is the sanitation process for that to be able to turn it around and use it again? Yeah, I mean, in in both cases, you got to have a sanitation standard operating procedure for it. Uh, and they are pretty strict on that, you know, in some counties, they don't even allow it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times, I mean, with COVID going on, they, a lot of counties actually shut it down and wouldn't even accept it, you know, where you can't take bottles back. And I think they might not start that back up again in, in yeah. a lot of cases, but with the plastic, it's, it's definitely tough because you can't get a certain temperature you know, to actually use it as a sanitizer step. So you're just soaking the bottles, wash, rinse, and soaking in sanitizer. Can't be a certain temperature. So plastic, it, it's usually never a good case to reuse the bottles. It, it's Or it's difficult to get that approved. Glass is a, a lot easier if you're doing a high-temp dishwasher. You know, that way you don't have to use the sanitizer, clean it, and you could use a high-temp to actually sanitize the bottles. Uh, but definitely got to get that approved before you start running that program. Uh, but yeah. And like you mentioned too, going from glass to plastic is, would be a challenge. You know, if you did start that route and then, you know, running those shortages, I've, I've seen a few operations that needed to do that. And, you know, they mentioned a lot of different stuff, you know, one of them I remember saying, uh, it's taking too much water to clean the glass bottles. You know, that's why we're moving to plastic. So I, I think that was more of the transition from glass to plastic. It's a lot more difficult than going from plastic to glass, like you mentioned. Yeah, I will say I get I get a I have gotten some flack in the past um from Southern from guests at Southern Press Juicery, particularly really hippy dippies that come in. Um, from Asheville. So we're really close to Asheville. We're only about 45 minutes. And Asheville as a town is very environmentally conscious, is very sustainability focused. Um, Greenville is sort of getting there. Um, but I will say that we, in the building that I'm in right now, that Southern Press Juicery is in, we don't have um, the service available to us to pick up our plastic recyclables which is insane. Um, like they pick up our cardboard boxes and we can separate that when we take the trash out at the end of the night, but we don't have a pickup for oh, plastic wow. bottles. It's not something that I refuse to pay for. It's something that is not offered in our building um, or in our city, I guess, um, being downtown. So I've actually had a guest call me and I've answered the phone and, uh, you know, hi, Southern Press Juicery. This is Olivia. How can I help you? And, um, and she said, Olivia, are you still using plastic straws? Um, yes. Yes, I am. Uh, are you still using plastic spoons and plastic bowls? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, then I really, you know, I'm not impressed with your outreach to sustainability. You know, you don't recycle. You don't use paper straws. So instead of a smoothie, which would give me three plastic pieces of the cup, the lid, and the straw, I guess I'll just order a bowl and bring my own spoon. And she was, she was really, she went on obviously and was really upset with me. And from a small business perspective, 
I was really frustrated because I was like, damn, you guys, I'm not like, I can't save the world. Just what, you know, like I'm doing all that I can to create a clean product and put it out. And you have to be part of the solution too. Like, don't just jump and assume that because I don't serve in a glass bottle or because I don't have a recycling bin that that's just Olivia and Southern Press Juicery refusing to be a good steward of our community and of our earth. I mean, put the thing in your backpack and walk down to a, a recycling bin and throw it away. But um, I got a lot of judgment from that. And I have in the past. And, you know, I always take the time to explain it. But if you are going to go the plastic route, um, you know, it's something that you need to be ready to have a conversation about. Um I'm not Mother Teresa. I can't save every single problem, but I can I can do the best that I can with the things that I have. And to be quite honest with you, from a consumer standpoint, I can't stand paper straws. Like they're the those, worst. Yeah. they're the worst, <laughs> especially with a smoothie. And so, as much as I would like to, you know, talking just about plastic in general, um, it's it's not something that works with my product. And so, it's something that you've got to think about as you move forward. Like you want to make everybody happy. But at some point you have to think about like, how can I best deliver my product in a way that, um, you know, makes sense for, for our brand and for the guests. So it's a never ending conversation. And I don't think one answer plastic versus glass is better than the other. I think it's like Ari said, you just have to really think about your brand and your ability to execute, um, when you make that decision. Yeah. And there's, you have to think about your customer too. Who are you serving? And uh, it's kind of like the question of, do I want to serve a chicken sandwich at my shop? Because then I'm no longer a vegan juice bar, right? Right. And there's going to be some people that have a pretty loud voice that don't like that. Um, but you have to ask yourself, is is this, are these the people I'm serving or I'm serving the larger community? Most of them yes. aren't <clears throat> anti-meat. Um so I, I guess I'm just making the point that as a business, it's a little bit different than thinking of your own personal, like, sure, I, I, when I buy an acai bowl and it's in paper, I do feel better about myself when I put it in the recycling bin because I know it's going to break down a lot easier and a lot faster. Um, but I think that's different than thinking like a business where, like you said, how can I serve the best product to my customer and afford to stay in business and keep serving these people. And there, there's a lot more to it than just uh, plastic or glass or plastic or paper. Well, and I would say too, like not to beat a dead horse, but one of the things that, that we started um, doing in our juice bar is I um, bought re reusable, um, really high grade smoothie cups um, that were logoed. And so we have what we call the cup club and it's a promotion that we do in, in all the stores. And so they can buy the cup for $20, get a free smoothie with that $20. And then every time they bring us their cup back and they get their smoothie poured in it, they get 10% off. So those are just all things that you're like, okay, look, I can't, I can't do glass bottles, but what can I do to take a step further and show the community and do my part and and making a difference. And so, you know, any in-store promotion like that, those are things where I really have fun and some of them work and some of them don't. And it's not like a, it's not the golden egg guys. Like I'm, I'm not, it's not a cash cow for me to have a plastic, you know, a reusable smoothie cup, but it goes one step further to, um, to kind of help that conversation feel a little bit better when everybody thinks you're just a jerk cause you yeah. use plastic. <laughs> yeah. And, and always kind of 
check out new stuff because there's always yep. new products coming out. Like, uh, like we were talking about those paper straws, you know, they're, yeah. they're they just dissolve and the product kind of, when you drink it, it gets warm by the time you drink it. It's, yeah, it's gross. But uh, they have like those straws that are made out of avocado seeds. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I haven't seen those yet. Pretty cool. There, there's a lot of different products coming out, like different. I've seen more a cane environmental one. Friendly. Yeah, that are yeah. good options. I, I know, actually got of. a a beverage somewhere, and they the straw was a noodle, like an actual like oh. noodle, and it worked. I was <laughs> like, oh, uh, you were in Austin. You were in yeah, Austin it was Austin. Yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course. It's like, hey, this is clever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to Expo East next week, and mm. so I'm sure that there will be a lot of products like that. And and I think I'll probably do my live from there next week if that's interesting to anybody. And um, I'll try to showcase, um, you know, just some different things that are going on and like trends that I'm seeing, like noodle straws, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that are only sold out of a back of a truck ten miles outside. Of well, Boston. the nice thing about that is you buy every other Wednesday. The nice thing about that is if you buy enough beverages and collect enough noodles, you can eat. Pasta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Maybe, maybe at Expo East, if you find interesting products, you could post stories about it. That might be a good way to do it. Yeah. Like every time you find something cool, just post a story about it for everybody. Yeah, and I'll highlight the brands too, and and try to get their Instagram handle so that if you guys want to um, follow along, that might be good. Like I know at one point we were selling um, like those metal straws, so that the guests could, you know, you'd make a little bit of money on it, and the guests could could opt to to buy one of those instead that's always a good idea but yeah i'll do that for sure i i just i just want to express my extreme um distaste for when like hotels or it's usually hotels they're like when you check in they give you like a plastic reusable water bottle and their excuse is that they're being sustainable I'm like guys oh, yeah. giving me a plastic bottle that's going to end up in my cupboard with 30 other plastic bottles and eventually in a landfill somewhere is not being sustainable. Like, cause they, they're saying like, we don't want to give you bottles of water because it's bad for the environment. So we're going to give you this plastic water bottle with our logo on it. That's equal to like a hundred of these, you know, single use plastic bottles. I don't know. So my advice to juice bars is don't, don't do that. (laughs) Um, yeah. All right. So, oh, I just want to touch on one more thing on the glass. So I've, I've been through this journey myself trying to source glass because like we have a partnership with Captiva Bottles for Plastic on our website and it works really well. People can order uh, small quantities or large quantities of plastic bottles direct from Captiva and they get shipped to their juice bar. I've been trying to find a solution to do that for glass and it has been impossible. I've been trying for years. It's like First, it's hard to find a glass bottle company that has decent customer service. Um, And they're very like, you have to send a purchase order and then they approve it. And it's hard to get a hold of anyone. It's very sort of business to business, like corporate. Or uh, like there's a company out of Canada, Stanpak. They have good customer service. They'll ship smaller quantities. Extremely expensive, the small quantities. I think like multiple dollars per bottle, which is um, not sustainable for a juice bar. Um, Nope. And then, so that eventually led me to sourcing from China. I was like, okay, maybe I'll just buy an entire container of bottles, which is like 80,000 bottles, 
and uh, store them in our warehouse and we'll ship them ourselves. But then you end up dealing with company in China, then they give you the quote, and then I get the quote for freight. This was during the pandemic, $40,000 to ship 80,000 bottles. So right there is uh, 50 cents per bottle of just the shipping to the port, not even from the port to the warehouse. So that's not going to work. I, I think the freight cost has come down a bit, but it is just extremely hard to buy glass bottles. They're either very expensive or you have to buy extremely large quantities. So it, it's not easy. I think it takes real dedication for juice bars to use glass, um, especially when they're running returns and stuff. But I, I do respect and I, I prefer to buy glass bottle juice as a consumer. So anyone that's doing glass, uh, I commend you. It's a tough decision to make, but I, I do think it's, if, if you can do it, I, I think it's better for the consumer. For sure. Okay, speaking of the IG Lives, Olivia and Ari, you guys went live this week and you're talking about checklists and logs, the most exciting topic in business. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, let me just say, let me just say, Ari suggested a log for your logs and that was when I knew <laughs> we had hit a new level yeah. of... I don't even know what. I'm into logs. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen. <laughs> me like, excited. I know what I'm getting Ari for Christmas. <laughs> I'm getting him a freaking log. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, so maybe you can do a quick recap about what you guys discussed on the live here. Because I, I know it's pretty popular. We got a bunch of people to go to the website and download your examples. Olivia was kind enough to yeah. share with us um, three of the actual logs and uh, checklists that she uses in her juice bar every day. Those are online. If you go to juice, uh, sorry, go to goodnature.com slash radio. You can download them there. So I've been going live every Wednesday kind of with different topics, um, mostly for behind the juice bar. And yesterday um, we kind of focused on front of the house prep list. Um, that's something that I get a lot of requests from. Of course, um, my prep lists are going to look different. My prep lists look different shop to shop um, because they do a different kind of volume and every shop has its own kind of little personality um, in terms of what is on our P mix or on our sales mix. One is super smoothie heavy. One's a, you know, really bowl and juice heavy. So, um, you know, obviously those, those logs and lists prep lists are going to be particular to Southern press juicery. So I kind of just explained um, what some of that means when we do it, um, a, a good time to staff to do it, um, try to organize your staff to do it throughout the day as side work versus all closing work so that you can cut down on labor. Um, and how some of the some of the prep on the list, particularly the closing list, that's not something you need to do every day, like hoarding your dry goods. It's something you can do um, you know, throughout the week, little by little, um, versus every day peeling bananas and cutting fruits. And we talked about FICO first in first FIFO first in first out, not FICO, not your uh, credit score. But um, anyhow, so I just thought that was, um, you know, maybe helpful for some folks. And then we talked about how those logs are totally different than a back of the house log. Um, so Ari talked a little bit about that. Chef, if you want to expand on that. Yeah. So logs are for the back of the house, they're not to take a time away or cause more labor for employees to fill out. It's, it's more of having logs for certain aspects to keep your product safe traceability in case there is ever an issue that you have documentation that you prepared the product properly. Uh, but it's also a great way for communication. 
you know, not just the sanitation logs, but it's kind of logs with organizing a kitchen, different prep lists. If you have different, uh, you know, day shift and swing shift, the way for them to communicate with each other without actually talking to each other. Uh, there's a lot of different aspects that you can think of that can work out to put it into a log form where it kind of breaks up that robotic system of making juice every day to kind of take a step back and make sure you're doing it properly. You know, and it, it makes a much more consistent product, gives you that traceability piece and really organizes everything. Yeah, I, I know for me, when I started Southern Press Juicery, it's all all of this talk of things that because I wasn't a, didn't have a culinary background, all of this seemed very overwhelming for me, like logs and temperatures and, and um, all of that was just like, I was like, Oh, my God, how I don't even know what these people are talking about. So it's such an asset to be able to have um, somebody like Chef Ari or, you know, Southern Press Juicery prep list, even though it's not rocket science, just to have a guide to go by, um, hopefully will we'll make things a little bit easier for you. Um, one of the things that I also put in there that Chef Ari just mentioned was, so I have the nightly clothes prep list, and then I also have a refrigerator freezer log, temperature log on there that is done in the front of the house. I'm sure Chef has one for the back of the house too. Um, but that really helps um, make sure that your product isn't going out. Every time I've ever had a freezer go out, I've looked back at the logs and I've realized it's because somebody hasn't done a log. And so now I don't know if the fridge or the freezer, how long it's been out. Um, so that's an important communication tool that needs to be done daily. And then I also have on there um, the closer to opener communication um, form, much like what just Chef said. It Again, not rocket science, but it's just a simple form that your closer can fill out for the opener person because typically that's going to be a different person that will say, hey, I just used the last of whatever, the agave. I have, you have, you know, 15 ABC juices going out tomorrow in case they want to run a sale. So it's just kind of like a FYI, um, as you open the shop, this is what you need to be looking for, kind of like a recap of the day. Um, and I, I find that to be really helpful, um, in the front of the house as well. And I always have back of the house, check that in the morning as well. So, yeah. So again, if anybody wants to download real examples of real logs and checklists using a juice bar, go to goodnature.com slash radio. Um, all right. We've got one more topic here, Olivia, someone messaged you directly. Uh, the question is my husband and I also own a bakery that we purchased and we inherited a very wonky salary scale. We're now opening our new cold pressed juice shop and I would love to start our hiring process with a clear system in place. Any and all tips are so appreciated. Again, congratulations. Can't wait to hear the next podcast. Wait, sorry. Did I skip yeah, the so important part of the first part of that question? I, I, I think you skipped the question. <laughs> oh, <really. I'm> sorry. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I think I skipped too far. I've been watching. Okay, in in the about, first episode, uh, merit first episode, you mentioned a scheduled merit system for increasing <laughs> staff wages. I was wondering yeah. if you'd be willing to elaborate on that. Okay, yes, that's the question. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, um, happy to answer that. Yeah. So, so at Southern Press Juicery, we do um, biannual reviews. So twice a year, we will do a front of the house um, a review for all associates that are not salaried, um, and it's a it's the same questions every time and it really evaluates every single part of their um, 
really of their job um, from personality to timeliness to ability to work with others, ability to communicate with guests. Um, it reviews all aspects of their time at Southern Press Juicery and it's on a sliding scale from one to five. We almost never give fives because we feel like if you're at a five, you've probably, um, you know, you're like at a Chef Ari level. There's just nowhere to go from there. So, um, so, so typically it's, you know, it's a real life, like, listen, you're, you're two and a half on here, you're a three on there. And then depending on sort of how they rate at the end, we'll average it all out and give them a, an averaged rate. Um, and depending how long they've been with Southern Press Juicery, again, how they're doing for you, um, what their weight, you know, weight of the role is in the juice bar, we will sometimes, if the business can afford it, meaning we're in a good positive place, then um, we will do a merit increase. For our front of the house um, staff, that's anywhere typically averages between 50 cents to a dollar um, an hour. Um, and usually we, we instate that on the day that they did their evaluation. Um, sometimes there is no merit increase. If they're just a new associate and they've been with us maybe a few months and they're doing great, doesn't mean they're not doing a great job, but they just, um, they're just really fine where they are for now, then, then they won't get. So it's not like an all across the board, everybody gets one. Um, but it's a way to reward your associates to stay with you a long time that are taking on new responsibilities like, you know, being a key holder, being a shift leader, um, helping with schedule, whatever it might be. Um, you know, there, there are times sometimes when we give, um, out of sequence merit increases. And like we talked about in the last episode, if somebody comes to me and is like, look, I'm getting offered this much at this next place. Um, you know, I may take into consideration how, how, much I need that person or, or that role, um, or if I'm pretty stuffed up, I may not. But oftentimes, I will give them an out-of-sequence evaluation or merit increase. Um, but along with that is going to come some new responsibilities, like I said last week. Like, okay, listen, it, I want to keep you, and this isn't really time for your merit increase, but um, you know, I'll give you X amount, 50 cents, dollar, dollar 50, whatever it is. But as a result, I'm going to need you to do this, this, and this. Um, whether that's you know becoming uh, an opener or a closer or taking on more weekend responsibility. Um, so I usually start front of the house around the same. Um, my girls that have already graduated from high school start around ten or ten fifty if they're a shift leader, and then we do increases from there. And they um, different shops have have different. Um, shared tips. So if that's something you want to kind of get into, just reach out and let me know. Um, but merit increases don't have to be huge. Um, at the end of the day, particularly if they're working um, closer to a full-time shift, then it will be huge for them, um, but won't necessarily break the bank for you. As far as a review process at Good Nature, we use, we actually use a survey monkey, the survey software, and we have a uh, we do a peer review, so we have three employees that work with the employee review them, just like in a survey. Then we have the manager review the employee, and then we actually have the employees review the manager as well. So we do kind of like a full circle thing, and the reviews are anonymous. Um, and then we go over that information with the employee at the annual review. And then uh, we either give them... We give them a structured rate, either 3%, 5%, or 0%. Unless their duties change, and then we, we might uh, increase it more. 
So I think we can wrap it up there. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, if you'd like to leave us a voice message, we didn't have any this week, which made me very sad. If you'd like to leave us a voice message, you can do it at goodnature.com slash radio. Uh, there's also a form there if you'd like consulting with Ari and Olivia to help you start your juice business or grow. There's a form there where you can get in touch and get a free consultation. And also we've posted those logs and checklists that we discussed earlier up there. So it's goodnature.com slash radio. And with that, I uh, hope everybody has a great weekend and we'll see you next Friday.